Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 29, Quiz and Teeth. Enjoy!
Um, and I was looking at some pillowcases and I thought, you know what, I'm going to iron these. And then I got massively carried away and I ironed literally everything I own. Like if I, if I had a dog, I would have ironed that as well. Um, and then at about six o'clock, I thought, I'm not really that hungry and it's quite warm. I might not cook properly. And then at six thirty, like, no, I'm going to cook everything. And I made um, a kind of lasagna thing, but in, presented in the style of an enchilada because I had some wraps to use up. And, it, and I made three, three, three wraps yeah. of, with like lasagna meat. Soil. Did it have pasta in it? No. So it was just mince. No. Right, you make the mince bits with soy mince, obviously, and I did uh, an onion, uh, d- diced some carrots really, really small. Yeah. Um, That's tedious, isn't it? Dicing carrots is a really boring task. Um, and then uh, a jar of passata, uh, and some herbs and stuff, and stuff, and some mince. And uh, mix that all up, pick that down. Made a white sauce, which I stirred a bit of the uh, cheese spread into. Um, then I rolled up the mince in three wraps, put them in a dish, and poured the, <laughs> the, the stuff over the top. That is like an enchilada. It's freaking amazing. And because I'd done three, I had one for supper on Monday, and I took one to work for uh, Tuesday and yesterday. Yeah, that is good. I was doing really well at not buying food because I was checking the soup to not be buying food. Well, I did crack yesterday and buy a bag of Percy Piglets and ten cocktail sausages to eat. Right, when we were little, do you remember this? Not little. Again, around the time of the pasta sauce with the mozzarella, we ate a lot of cocktail sausage casserole. No. You were vegetarian by this point, I guess. Ah, uh, yes. But we ate them a lot. I'm like, no, because when Charlotte would come over, we'd have chubby custards. Um, that was quite a specific meal for October the 23rd when we'd watched um, our annual being in the Muppet Family Christmas. That, that, I can't remember why we started doing that. I think it's because it was half term and they came over and Charlotte's little and just wanted to watch Muppet Family Christmas. They didn't really have a concept of the fact that it wasn't Charlotte's. Charlotte is our cousin, she is 13 now. We will remind her of this next time we see her. She's 14 now. And she posted on Facebook the other week. Um, a letter that her sister Lucy, who is seven, had written to her. It's basically written in pencil as it. Dear Charlotte, I hate you very much from Lucy. <laughs> uh, children, I, I know a lot of children who communicate through weird letters. So we are in the breakfast club in Spencerfields. Yeah. Uh, we've been to Spencerfields Market. It's the antiques market on Thursday. It was fine. Right, so I said I didn't like going into markets because it was an uncontrolled shop and I couldn't guarantee that there wouldn't be a Furby. We ran to the corner. We ran to the Furby and there was one in my face. Um, they're just gross. There's so much taxidermy, like you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I did take some pictures of the taxidermy dumplings. Some of the things were lovely. Some of the things were horrible. Yeah. It and was. I didn't buy a single platter. No, we, had a, we found some great old photos. Um, that we found a photo of a scout, and we're pretty sure we've got 28. Yeah. But in that way, that old pictures of young people, they were like ancient. Yeah. He had a jerry curl. Is that what's that, jerry curl? Yeah. Like finger waves. <laughs> finger waves. But it was, it was remarkably voluminous. He was, he was very, very white as well. Frankenstein, it had that sort of height. Yeah, it had it sort of it was a kind of shocking Peter situation. Yeah. Um, so I nearly I would have bought that picture. Um, 
I hope you had pictures of guys or girl scouts that would be fun. Yeah. We went we found loads of badges and I was doing a lot of rifling. And um, but I have the day off work unexpectedly because uh, my office well, where I work we're moving offices, so today we physically can't go in the office. Um, they've switched from all of the emails yesterday at three o'clock, all of the computer systems went down. Um, so we had some wine and left the building. So yes, tomorrow done. we're done not Wednesday, party in the afternoon. Oh, nice. It's like the end of term. Yeah. Um, and then Monday we go into the new office. Sounds like the end of term. Yeah. Very weird. But it should be good. Whereas Jessica works in the evening, so she's always free. Yeah. One thing I will say about Spencer's Fields Market is it is not as upsetting as the one in the Merrill District in uh, Brussels. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first day of fun quiz. I'm so excited. So uh, to give you the backstory, I have had to write a quiz for um, a staff social in case we have wet weather. Um, wet play. Wet play. Um, I am the equivalent of a little uh, Ziploc bag full of colouring books. In your tray. In your tray. Um, so I have done this um, on the basis that no- I thought nobody would ever do it but now it's looking like it might rain tomorrow so we might have to deliver this quiz in all seriousness so Jessica you are prepared for five rounds of six questions each yes okay I'm always prepared for five rounds and um, we're going to do this each. like mastermind okay. I'm just going to ask you questions let me go and get the different chair you're on leather already yeah it doesn't spin though it <clears> so it's probably leather your first round is on history okay I like history you ready? I'm ready. Question one. I was born ready. His greatest achievement was, of course, inspiring the name of the best Scottish indie band of the early noughties, but whose shooting by Gavrilo Princip was the catalyst for the First World War? Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Correct. The British throne has seen two Elizabeths, four Williams, and is now set to see a seventh George. Which two names have we had eight of? Um, Ed Wood and Henry. Correct. Most famous for playing cinematic uncles Monty and Vernon, who played the main character Hector, a grammar school teacher in Alan Bennett's The History Boys. Oh, um, uh, Richard Griffiths. Nauntsling Pam, the Honourable Lady, uh, correct, la- the Honourable Lady Mosley, Bobo Decker, and the Duchess of Devonshire are better known as which sisters? And the Mitfords. Yes. Uh, who wrote the Horrible Histories books? Terry Deary. Correct. Name any three historical characters picked up by Bill and Ted on their excellent adventures, not including the princesses. Okay, uh, Socrates, who you can find in the book under Socrates. Correct. Uh, Billy the Kid. Yep. And Joan of Arc. Yep, you could also have had Napoleon Bonaparte, Sigmund Freud, Beethoven, Genghis Khan, or Abraham Lincoln. Uh, you scored six out of six on the history round. Woohoo! Things we have learned never leave Genghis Khan alone in a sporting goods shop. You ready for round two? I'm taking this very seriously. I can tell. Quick fire. This is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, otherwise it's boring. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the first question, go big or go home. And you can get it from the first... Well, I got it from the first three Having inspired the name of Franz Bellin. This is the Bell and Sebastian album round. Oh, God. (laughs) Question one. Bell and Sebastian's first album is Tiger Milk from 1996, which actor in 2011 claimed to have veins full of tiger blood? Kevin Bacon. No, it's Charlie Sheen. (laughs) 
<laughs> makes so much I didn't genuinely think the answer was Kevin Bacon. I didn't know the answer. <laughs> question two, the final track on If You're Feeling Sinister from 1996 is Judy and the Dream of Horses. Which famous Judy was born Francis Ethel Gum on June the 10th, 1922? That would be Garland. That would be Judy Garland, correct. Question three, uh, the title track of 1998's The Boy with the Arab Strap is referenced in the 2009 film 500 Days of Summer. On what date was this year's summer solstice? Uh, the... 10th of July. June 21st. <laughs> Jake Catastrophe Waitress is nominated for a Mercury Music Prize in 2003. What is the symbol for the chemical element Mercury? Uh, ME? No, it's HG. Oh. 2005's Push Barman to Open Old Wounds is a compilation of Bell and Sebastian's singles and EPs culminating in the B-side Marks and Engels. Which seminal text did they write? I spaced out halfway through that thinking about the... Um, what did Marks and, Engel- <laughs> what did Marks and Engels write? What book did Marx and Engels write? Um, Kevin Bacon's autobiography. It's <laughs> the Communist Manifesto. Oh, that one was easy. Oops. The closer of 2006 is The Life Pursuit is the song Mornington Crescent. Hooray. Which stations lie either side of Mornington Crescent on the Northern Line? Camden Town. Yeah. And um, what branch can we go? Oh, no, no, hang on. Euston. Yeah, correct. Uh, you got four out of six. All goes from here. That was... Actually, I scored better than I thought I had in that one. I'd forgotten that I'd answered so I'm going right. Oh, no, sorry. No, three out of six, didn't I? No, two out of six. Two out of six. Uh, that's more than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> sport round. Here we go. I, I think we'll... As I have no interest in sport, so Brace tells what kind of sport round I write. Who, despite the other team's seeker snack-catching the snitch from the Quidditch World Cup in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Ireland. Correct. In, 1900 Olymp- the, in the 1900 Olympics, it included a knockout cricket tournament comprising of a sum total of two teams, Britain and France. What was notable about the French team? They were all uh, members of the British Embassy. Yeah, they were nearly all British expatriates. Which sports film franchise has sequels entitled, again, All or Nothing, In It to Win It and Fight to the Finish? Bring it on. Correct. The legendary cricketers... None of them, just to clarify, none of them are anywhere near being as good as the first one. <laughs> Question four... <laughs> The legendary cricketer C.B.'s Fry, C.B. Fry's party trip, <laughs> was leaping onto a mantelpiece, backwards onto a mantelpiece from standing. According to Fry, which European country was he offered the throne of? Um, is it Hungary? It was Albania. Albania. Uh, question five: What kind of jersey can you expect to wear as king of the mountains in the Tour de France? A white with red spots. Correct. Jersey. <laughs> this question is entirely included for two words, which I think the. <laughs> Big Daddy, the British Bulldog, and Giant Haystacks were British participants in what sport? Uh, wrestling. Yeah, pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> giant Haystacks, Jessica. <laughs> I'm going to be a wrestler, what do I call myself? Giant Haystacks. Giant Haystacks. Um, just as a side note and informational tidbit, uh, bring it on again. Has Felicia Day in it? Well, we've all got to start somewhere. We have. Of the sequels, that's probably the, the better one, but it's the one that doesn't turn up on Viva all the time, presumably, because it's, like, not as cheap as the others. Um, do you want the musicals round? Yes, please. Uh, question one. Falcus Phalangiodes is the Latin name of which mini-beast which shares its name with a 1912 novel by Gene Webster, a musical adaptation of which ran at the St. James's Theatre in late 2012? That would be Daddy Long Legs. Correct. The Penny Dreadful <laughs> String of Pearls served as the inspiration for the musical Sweeney Todd the Demon Barber's Fleet Street. What colour is Fleet Street on a standard monopoly board? London edition. Is it red? It is red, correct. The Rocky Horror Picture Show was written by Richard O'Brien. Which indescribably good 90s game show did he host? 
<laughs> Crystal Maze. Correct. <laughs> Question four. The film script of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was written by Roald Dahl. It was adapted from a novel by the creator of which iconic British character? Uh, it would be Ian Fleming who wrote James Bond. Correct. Ian Fleming is not an iconic I mean, <laughs> James Bond written by Ian Fleming. Right. This is the worst question in the whole quiz. Incidentally, Casino Royale. Rubbish. Newsies is a little known musical starring a young Christian Bale about the newsboy strike of, 19, of 1899. The stage version transfers to the West End next year. Possibly to the Savoy. But which vegetable is Savoy a variety of? <laughs> it was midnight when I wrote this question. <laughs> well, it's cabbage, it's isn't cabbage. it? Uh, what do Jersey boys, Butlin staff and Chelsea pensioners have in they common? They all wear red jackets. Yeah, that's the one I've got to change. Oh, uh, yeah, that is from um, Only Connect. I know, I'm really annoyed. They didn't include Jersey boys, though. Well, I did. Well done, you. Do you want got, the final round? Got the answer right, yes, please. This is the scouting and guiding Okay. Let's see how I do on this one. Let's take it seriously. Scouting for Girls played at Girl Guiding's big gig in 2013. As I said, this isn't just they about... they played at all of them. They've played yeah. literally every big gig that's ever existed since 1912. Their, de- what? their debut album contains a love song to which really wild show and Autumn Watch presenter? <laughs> Michaela Strachan. Correct. <clears throat> which 2012 film by Wes Anderson features the adventures of Susie Bishop and <laughs> Sam Tchaikovsky, a member of the fictional Khaki Scouts of North America? This is my favourite film. That's the lovely Moonrise Kingdom, which I watched last week. Before we went to camp, it's very important. What I'm saying is I'm not going to be the only one who has a weapon. <laughs> Name a flavour of US Girl Scout cookies. Uh, all abouts. Oh my god, I don't have that on my list. Um, I've got the oh current right. list. Okay, um, uh, mint thin. It's a thin mint, but I'll give you thin that. Mint. Do you want the rundown? There's, one, there's a peanut butter one and yes. there's a lemon one. <laughs> Do you want to hit all of them? And there's they, one they really, They really end with a crescendo, this. So thin mints, Samoas or caramel delights. Samoas, that's it. Peanut butter patties, also known as tagalongs. Trefoils, which are shortbread. Okay. Dozy yeah. doughs or peanut butter sandwich. Lemonade, Savannah smiles, thanks a lot. Dolce de leche. Mango creams and thank you berry munch. <laughs> Uh, is, they were all about. They used to have little um, like mottos to it. Like Girl Scouting is all about friendship. That's probably an old Girl Scouting is all thing. about. I mean, it's definitely going to rain. The sky is looking very ominous, especially from my side. But we've nearly finished, so we can batten down the hatches as soon as we've done these last four questions. Rainbows were twenty-five last year, so they should probably have gone to brownies by now. <laughs> That's the question. I'm pretty clear. I'm glad they got a laugh. Which environmental charity had a boat called the Rainbow Warrior? Greenpeace. Correct. Eight percent of women in the U.S. have been Girl Scouts. What percentage of U.S. female senators have been Girl Scouts? Ten percent either way. Seventy-three. Uh, it's seventy. Very good. <clears throat> Robert Baden Powell wrote Scouting for Boys. What is Agnes Baden Powell's book called? You find that's Lord Rob. Now, um, Bobby. Um, Bob's your light. It was a view from the wind in my window. No, that's her autobiography, but I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, the, her handbook, her, her, oh, her guiding book, is The Handbook for the Girl Guides or How Girls Can Build Up the Empire. Yes. So, uh, empire building. The Girl Scouts one equivalent is um, how, how Girls Can Help Their Country. By Juliet Lowe. Is it Juliet Lowe? Yes. Juliet Gordon Lowe. Who I love, because she, she found out about it and she rang somebody up and she's like, I've got a great thing, we're going to take it to all the girls of Maine and all the girls of Maine. I don't think she was there she in was Maine. Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, she was from. Georgia? Yeah. All I know about Georgia is Kenneth the Page comes from there. She and has Georgia on her mind. Um, mid Now, I also have some, a, a shout-out round to go in the middle, um, which isn't score, point scoring, but I think it's good for Moran. Would you like to do... Have I, if we finish the Girl Scout round? That is the end. The Girl Scout The Girl Scout Yes. Oh, OK. How did I do on that one? One, two, three, four... You've got five out of six. 
Which one did I get wrong? The autobiography. I'm clearly yeah, Yeah, and a half. So you said, what was her book called? I told you the name of a book. This is the, the shout-out round, which we might do. I might do, depending on how much people have had to drink. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. What's new? Pussycat. Pussycat. <laughs> what did you pussycat? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did you get that hat? Where did you get that hat? Why, I, I. Who are you? Who, who? Who, who? What's it all about? Alfie. Where in the world? PC <laughs> world. That's the shouting out round, which I think might be good because I think everyone will join in. Yes. Yeah, so that's my quiz. What are your reviews of the quiz? I love the quiz. Good. Yeah, I know you love a quiz. Is it this quiz? Do you only love one in the world? This quiz was very enjoyable. Good. Do you think it needs an extra round? Uh, I mean, I really rattled through. Yeah, you were going quite quickly, though. It would it would take you longer in a group environment. Yeah. With heckling. With heckling. And drinking. People not listening to the questions. Oh, my God. Are they doing it in teams? Yeah, they'll do it in teams. Like a pub quiz. Yeah, it'll be a pub quiz. There you go. And they all have to have team names. That they've come up with themselves. Well, I'm not going to give them that, are they? Obviously. I've got to make jokers, so what I'm thinking of doing is finding uh, each different... Each joker will be a different representation of Batman's... <laughs> the Joker. Nice. So we'll nice. have Jan Nicholson, we'll have that one from the Batman. There's the Caesar, Caesar Romero, who refused to shave his moustache off, so they just painted over it. <laughs> what, a, what a great approach. I'm playing the seminal role, but uh, I shan't shave. Uh, yeah. Mark Hamill... Or maybe we'll play the Joker. He is the voice of the Joker in the Batman anime oh, series, and he he's is. really good. Yes, I did know that actually. Um, or we'll, does everyone get Harley's Heath Ledger? Obviously, you forgot. Because he's dead now. Yeah, well, I, I thought I'd gloss over that. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought you probably hadn't forgotten him. Yeah, maybe I'll give everyone Harley Quinn's. She sounds like a type of Girl Scout cookie. She does. Now, my only thoughts are, conceivably in either the Girl Guiding and Scouting or the Sports Round, I could get a Hell Scouts question. Oh, my goodness. But I don't know. I know Don has seen it, my, one of my colleagues. But... They agree with us, number 22. Okay, a bit much. Probably... Now, this is the thing. A lot of these are about things I like, but very few of the answers are technical questions. Yeah. Which I think I've done... I hope it's not too... I think some of it's too easy. You could, we, or you could also just say, uh, what city does it take place in, or something like that. No, because you'd have to have seen the film. Austin, Texas. Well, not really. Austin, Texas is the heart of roller derby. I would probably just ask what sport it is. This is what really... Right, whenever our dad writes quizzes, I get really annoyed that he's right, asking really easy questions. And now I've written one, I'm like, it's too difficult. Because originally, the question about how many... What, what kings have we had to eight of yeah. was going to be which names have we only had one of? Just Stephen, John, Mary, Victoria and Anne. And I think that's a better question. Are you counting? You're not counting Matilda then? No, she, was never she doesn't appear in the song, so... And uh, Lady Jane Grey, neither. <laughs> George, 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 George. George the Fourth is my favourite one. Oh, no. God, I want to go to a party dressed as George the Fourth. Wonderful hair. Um, I, I got slacks. in the other day, caught the TV, and I was like, oh, I'll watch a film in a minute. And then I discovered that um, there was an episode of Black Adam III on, so that was, that was my evening. It was on with the Scarlet Pimpernel. Good. I knew all the words. We were in uh, John Lewis on Oxford Street at the moment. We are. Um, it's quite nice, because the place to eat is on the top floor. We can look across the rooftops of uh, Oxford Street and London in, in the wider sense. to the steps of St Paul. I can't actually see St Paul's from where we're sitting, but I can see Battersea Power Station. I can see Canary Wharf. I think I can't see Battersea Power Station because I can see a tree. There's a, there's a, there'll be a, a tree and a pillar in the way yeah. we're sitting. 
Um, and the building across looks like um, it's got some things you get uh, over train tracks and sort of sidings and stuff. Yeah. Obviously it isn't because it's on the roof. As I, keep, I keep trying to call hoardings hustings. It's different. Hustings. Hustings. You have hustings for an election, yeah? Yeah. Hustings <laughs> along a railway siding. <laughs> Yes, now, um, at camp, I put my, accidentally left my knitting bag in the front of a tent and it rained. Luckily, although things got a bit damp, one noble ball of wool sacrificed itself to soak up uh, approximately 95% of the water in there. So it was sodden, but nothing, everything else was right, so dry, and it's fine. I spent genuinely three hours <laughs> at least unravelling it and wrapping it around a clothes horse um, did you unravel it and then wrap it around a clothes horse or did you wrap it around a clothes horse as you went no I went around it as I went but it okay, got good. really knotted and so actually the, by the time I finished it was completely bone dry but it was so oh my god I took hours trying to carefully and I mean this is before I put my nails back on thank god but oh, that would have been a nightmare it would have been I watched so much that it is raining you can really see it against it's, House of Racing. It's really coming down quite heavily outside. It looks a little bit like it might be sleet as well. Yeah, it's obviously that light rain that's getting buffeted. Not as so much as it's just damp. Um, so I did some knitting at camp, but uh, I did it wrong, so I had to unravel half of it. Oh, no. I miscounted. I miscounted. Um, I started knitting a hat while I was at camp. It's from a, a book I bought called... Uh, one Skeen Wonders. One Skeen Wonders. I know this because when you bought it on my Amazon account, I get emails about it. Oh, what's this? Yeah, I do apologise. Um, and it's kind of, it's like a stash-busting book, so the idea is that you can knit things out of one skein of wool. I've just bought another skein of wool to finish it off with. Um, but it's, it was quite a small ball of wool, so I think I just didn't have quite enough. And I didn't do anything sensible like read the yardage before I started. It is um, the most technically advanced thing I've knitted. It involves cables and left and right twists. And what does that even mean? You uh, put the needle through the second stitch, knit it, but don't, obviously don't take it off the needle, and then you knit the, knit the first stitch, and then you slide them both off at the same time, so that one of the, um, the new loops goes around two stitches, so you get sort of... A I stopped listening. Great. So you get like a, a larger stitch appearing on the outside of your work. I'm not explaining it again, but I'll, this is I'll really use on the edits. Yeah, <laughs> I'll catch it on the rebound. And with the left twist, you go from the from the back, and with the right twist, you go from the front. I didn't know what one was. So I had to um, I had to read the instructions in the book. I've never done cabling before, but actually, it's um, it's really quite easy. Yeah, I know. I just bought a cable needle and some wool. It's fine. Um, Cable pin, I should say. Something went slightly wrong with the first cable I did. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? I either added a row in or missed a row out. So I've got the first cable. But I must have done it twice because it then righted itself. I don't know. Anyway, I, it took me a while to get the gist of it. But the... Um, of the pattern, not actually how you cable. Um, there's one bit right near the beginning where the cable is the wrong way round. Not that it's going, it's pulling the wrong way. I mean, the pearls are on the outside and the knits are on the inside. Do you knit the hat band with the cable and then put it on DPMs? Yes. You knit the hat band um, flat. straight flat, like you're knitting a really tiny scarf. 
and then you cast it off and then um, you pick up the stick and then you, like, you sew up the back. I actually didn't do that yet because I didn't have a tapestry needle to hand. Um, it doesn't matter, you just start knitting. And you put it onto circular needles and then as it gets smaller you can put it onto DPNs. Again, didn't have my circular needles handy and they had something else on them anyway. Uh, we're we're showing John Lewis and I've just gone and bought some wool, which is very nice. Sort of purpley turquoise with sort of silver oh, bits yes. right through. Um, and I was going to say, oh, I don't need a bag. But actually, it's good because I always keep all of my projects in John Lewis bags. I don't think I have any projects that aren't... Oh, no, I apologize. One of his, my uh, Royal Academy canvas bag. Nice. But um, it just means that everything just gets bundled in John Lewis bags. At some point, I need to buy a project set of, set of project bags, maybe in a Doctor Who fabric from uh, at Daisy Bunboo. Yeah, I don't do Doctor Who fabric anymore. Yeah, I know. It disappeared. It was there for a while. Because the BBC uh, cited uh, copyright infringement. But there's loads of Doctor Who stuff on there. It was annoying because I saw it that day and then I checked back two days later and it gone. Someone snapped it up and there will be Someone's trouble. a poop head. Um, yeah, so I'm using this lattice. It's gone slightly awry. I kind of, I had to make it bigger than it, it than the pattern said it should be because it was supposed to do 13 repeats of the cable but that did not fit around my head. I checked the pattern. I was concerned that I'd accidentally tried to make a child's hat and I definitely haven't. Um, <laughs> Rose is very pleased because she's just managed to open one of these little milk cartons with her ridiculous thing. I had to get just over the first Oh no, the first one. Um, so I did. I kept going until it fit around my head. Um, so it's actually 18 repeats. So then when I went to pick up the stitches, you're supposed to pick up 100 stitches all the way around. So I decided that I would do 100, 125 because usually it breaks down to four sections. So I would do five. Can I ask for hot water? Is that a bit gauche? I'm sure you can get some hot water. I can't be bothered. No, I can't be bothered to get um, So I tried to put 125 in, but I struggled to fit 100 in. And in fact, I had to frog it back to the beginning and start again to try and bunch up more because the instructions say you'll probably pick up three out of every four stitches. I started doing that and I was nowhere at the end, so I don't know if I've been ignoring... I find picking up stitches nightmarish in the extreme. I, I don't know if I was ignoring stitches that I could pick up and I was only sort of doing every other yeah, one or something. Yeah, I've done that. Before. Anyway, I so mine was... Mine was longer than it was supposed to be, and I didn't get 100 stitches out of it. I got like 93 or something, so I then had to adjust the bit from the off. I was doing the pattern wrong. It was fine, I could cope with it, and then as you decrease, you just don't do the first decrease. And it's I need to buy, I think it's some Aran weight wool. Should have bought some today. Because I have a really expensive hand spun natural Yorkshire wool. I think it's an Aran weight, and I do not want to, I want to do a practice. Yeah, it's some really, some really cheap Aaron. I think I might, um, when I finish this hat, I might um, maybe at some point give it another go. Yeah, well, it's like that jumper I'm re-knitting, except I think I need to frog that jumper. <sighs> Again? Right, so obviously we all, we've all we mentioned it too many times, the orange muscle stick. We all know the jumper of which Rosie speaks. Um, and I've started knitting it again, and it was too small, and I've changed wool, and I've changed size, and I think the combo, the wool is, it knits up bigger... Then and so now that plus the big size means that is it's it now massive. It's too big. I think it's going to be massive on me. Um, although judging by the lunch I ate, that might not be a problem. I generally thought I might peak. You know that sort of three minutes where you're like, if I make it through this, I'm going to be fine. Yes. If I just not, need to sit it out. Just chugging loads of water, and sipping water. Have you cooked anything? No, but uh, uh, I tell you what else I finished needle wise. I finished um, yeah, the quilt. God. I know. Pester it's power. It's finished, it's bound, and it's sent off to its recipient. Thank goodness. No, I haven't cooked anything. I just remembered I was going to try and make macaron today. I still can't pronounce that word, so I always have to do it with the stupid run-up. 
Just call them macaroons. No, because then every time I say yeah, macaroons, everyone thinks I'm like, like oh, do you know you're making this Scottish thing? No. But it's what they say on Bake Off. Which, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, no, I can't watch the first episode of Bake Off because um, I'm going to be seeing Franz Ferdinand. It's like, maybe if they could stage a Judy Garland memorial concert at the same time, that would be <laughs> the only way more of my favourite things could by Ruby's Room, right? Yeah, with uh, support from Bell and Sebastian. That's the yeah. only way that more of my favourite things could collide. Yeah, Bacon's back on Tuesday. I'm very excited. Um, although by the time this, this goes is out, broadcast, be October. so too will the Bake Off have been. <laughs> what the hell? I wanted it to have the, syn- uh, the uh, syntactic gravitas it deserved. Well, it didn't have any wrench. <laughs> Yes, that was Needle I've got loads of good what have we seen this week. And I don't I can't think of any off the top of my head. Oh, I, think I saved some. I bookmarked some. Um, there are quite a few. Uh, Sweden has done some wonderful things with uh, rainbow coloured paint. For the gays. And some flags. Well, Putin is visiting Sweden, Stockholm. Have you not seen this? They painted the, the, oh, the yeah. pedestrian crossing outside the embassy. Uh, is, is is rainbow steps. Every single flagpole outside the embassy has rainbow flags. Has, has a rainbow flag. Um, so in the murder she wrote slot, I'm still trying to come up with a good title. Uh, this week we have Mrs. Fletcher's closet, which I believe was a things we've seen this week previously. But it's a it's a escorted view through the outfits of uh, Jessica Beatrice Fletcher. Don't you go to Cabot's home? I'm going to have to go and look at this because I don't think I actually saw it. No. See? Um, that's the... Uh, picture of the White House dog. Uh, yeah. The White House tweeted a picture of uh, Bo, the White House dog with a little ball, looking up on the on the seal of the Oval Office carpet. And it said, Bo, stop trying to make fetch happen. Which is, of course, the Mean Girls quote. I love Mean Girls. I think we should call it Cabot coverage. Okay. Like Cabot Cove. I get it. That coverage. But I was in a really distracted state of mind because I just held that woman with no teeth put down a pop-up tent. <laughs> oh god, I laughed so hard when I read that. I was like, I, I at the same time need need much more backstory. For but this. At, the same, <laughs> at the same time, I don't need any backstory. Everything is consumed. I know that's the thing. I was like, that is the story. <laughs> so when, no, you were running past, and she said, "Excuse me, can you help me with this pop-up tent?" And he had to spare five minutes, fifteen minutes. <laughs> I left her in the end because she was a moron. Can you spend 15 minutes trying to put down a pop-up tent? Well, to be fair, I've never put down a pop-up tent and I didn't know what to do. Did she not have the instructions? She had the instructions, but they weren't very clear. But also she was in... (laughs) And she kept, like, letting go of it and it just pops back up again. And I also said, I've never put down one of these. I don't think I'm going to be much help. And I tried, and then I had to get somebody else off the street to help. And he's like, I'm really sorry, I'm in a rush. I said, oh, don't worry. But he helped, and we got it flat. I think it possibly needed one more twist to get it in the you bag. You have to twist it three times. Yeah, we didn't. We got it into one big circle. I think it needs to go into one smaller one. Yeah, you need to, yeah, you need to get but, the sides in to get it flat, twist it round. Yeah. To flatten it and then twist it, twist it round to fold it. Yeah, it was not good. And I mean, can I just ask the general question of who takes a pop-up tent they've not put up before? They bought the previous day to practice in a public park at 6 p.m. on the bus, so they don't have to take it home on the bus, regardless of whether they've managed to get it back in the bag. No teeth. <laughs> and at one point she said, 
what's your name? And I thought, right, she said, I said, like, I'm really sorry, I have to go, I can't. I, and I felt, I've seen a lot of horror films, no, I've not seen any horror films, but I know the concept of horror films, and I thought she was going to put some kind of curse on me. And I was like, I've tried. What's your name, Emily? Bye. Yeah, well, I tried, and I had her sleep, and I thought, at one point I thought it was on candy camera, I generally looked in the trees for a camera. And then she said, oh, so what was her name? I said, oh, it's Rosie. And she said, um, I'm, insert ins- name, name of insane woman here. And because I thought and she was... Because it turned to be Ellen, or would be a car. I wish you were like, it's Oprah and you're winning a country. Um, no, she. so she said, right, if, if, something, if you go and, oh, sorry, what was your name? Rosie. And I've just helped you for 15 minutes. Do you not think you might go, thank you very much, I'm so-and-so. So she, she just went, I'm so-and-so. And I just went, you're welcome. <laughs> because I wasn't expecting it. And she put out her hand, clearly for a handshake. And I was like, I don't want to touch your hand. You've got no teeth. It was an upright. But it was... She right, shake my hand. <laughs> but I, you know, I have a very forceful handshake. <laughs> I, I hate you. No, that's my handshake. I hate people. But it wasn't even. A, there wasn't a shake. There was no element of shake. It was holding. A, I was like a flipper. There were bones in there. It was just quite tight blubber. That's that's that's. And then my, I had to go home and rinse my hands. And also, it entirely threw me off of my stride. So I then did eight minutes of running at about twice the speed I normally do. And I thought I was going to get a hernia. <laughs> It was awful. It was really weird. No teeth. Right, the other thing is, those pop up tents, so I'm not sure if I, fin- if I finish saying this the first time and start to laugh at something else. Even if you don't have a garden or an outside space to put them up in, they're not that big. There's no the living room. I know. And she, right, she was a, she was a mumbler. <laughs> and so she said something like she didn't want to stop somebody, but then they thought, she thought, I think she she thought they thought she was homeless or something, but then she was clearly said she was taking it home on a bus. So she, I just didn't put it, put it, put yeah, it in the kitchen. The she really was homeless, but then why would she be trying to put it down again? I know. If that wasn't home. I don't know. It was so weird. Uh, but I've enjoyed hearing about it. Yeah. And that was one of my favourite tweets because it, <laughs> it was exactly, that was what happened. That's a proper story, story in 140 characters. Yeah, not like this, this flip and farm in the Guardian be like, she looked across the mirror and then wiped blood on her eyebrow. And, uh, <laughs> like, I have spent 15 minutes helping a woman put down a pop-up tent in a park. I was interrupted by a run with no teeth. Yeah, that's, oh my God. No teeth? How old is she? Not old enough to not have 36. any teeth. Not old enough to not have any teeth. It wasn't just gums as well, it was where they like rotten away. So she had like needle teeth? No, they weren't needles, they were stump stumps. <laughs> So she was an episode of uh, 10 years ago. No, just no, just she didn't look, she didn't look that old. She just had no teeth. Oh, she was an advert. I don't want to mock people who were different, but she had no teeth and she was putting up a tent in a park <laughs> at 6pm. And then when I said, hold that, she'd let go and it would pop up again. I really hurt my shoulder. Well, she probably looked at you and she could just tell that that wasn't enough. Yeah, well then at one point I went, I'm a girl guide, this is embarrassing. But also I thought... Because this isn't embarrassing because, because we you use know, proper tents. And also, usually you have, a, you have a, a gaggle of children to help you. Yeah, also, to, to be fair, you didn't supervisory capacity. When we, were put, we put down the tents really quickly, it was really good. And all the guides were working really well. But we got it folded up and it was really windy. So, the way we got the tents, they all the wind up, the tent was once we folded it a bit, we all had a roll. And we found out none of us can roll in a straight line. You'd all start and then roll off it, but it was like, who wants to roll on this one? And I had a roll and everyone had a laugh. No teeth. 
what else is handy for uh, putting up tents is if you've got someone with, a, with an electric drill <laughs> that was go around and, uh, and drill boreholes into the ground to put the tent pegs in. And then uh, when it gets really windy, just screw the tent to the ground. That was good, after that tent collapsed on me twice in the night. It's really good that I didn't open my eyes the second time because I'm told it was even closer to my face than the first one. <laughs> and I just didn't notice that I think the tent was approximately six inches from my head. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon!